Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. So we said we could take a outdated mom and pop industry and add some technology to it. We could beat the competition from day one. Right. So instead of us going out and doing the cleanings, we were working with mom and pop shops who were independent contractors. We would send them to do the cleaning. And having our nine to five allowed us to do certain things, right? Mm-hmm. It allowed us to the cleaning business to be supplemental and not just relying on it. So I can operate differently if it's a business that's helping me and not just the only thing I need. Wherever you guys are watching this show, I would truly appreciate it if you follow or subscribe. It helps a lot with the algorithm. It helps us get bigger and better guests, and it helps us grow the team. Truly means a lot. Thank you guys for supporting, and here's the episode. All right. Welcome back, guys. Digital Social Hour. We're talking cleaning business today. We got Janika and Anthony Hartsog here in the building. How's it going, guys? Good, good, good. What's up? What's up? All the way from Dallas, and you guys are from New York, right? Yes. Originally from Brooklyn, New York. That's my people right there. (laughs) Born and raised. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Damon John just came on. He's from Brooklyn, too, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Small world. So what what prompted the move to, to Dallas? Was that when the cleaning stuff started happening? Nah. Um, we moved to Dallas almost eight years ago now, and from Brooklyn, New York, I got a promotion at my job. Uh, I was doing IT for 15 years as an IT director. And it was like, you should move to Dallas because we had an office out there. Mm-hmm. And I was traveling a lot for my job. And it was like, you should move out to Dallas. I'm like, I, I don't feel like it. I don't want to do that. And then we had a few visits and we decided let's make that move. For okay. The family. I promised her a dog and a <laughs> concept kitchen and stuff like that. <laughs> yep. So we decided to make that move. What breed? Um, he's an Australian cattle dog mixed with chow. Love that. I have yeah. an Australian shepherd. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So they probably look just alike. I didn't know what size he was going to be. Oh, yeah. About 50 pounds. Okay. Yeah, mine's a mini. So it's like 35. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. This can go to 70, or maybe he'll stay where he's at. Okay. Yeah, I feel (laughs) that. Apartment. Okay. We'll see. So I want to talk about from IT, you guys went into cleaning, right? Mm -hmm. And why did you decide to go into the cleaning industry? Because that's such a random industry, right? Yeah. So we had $114,000 of debt, and I'll let you tell that story. No, yeah, we had $114,000 of debt, and we were paying it off. We were side hustling, raising our income, and the cleaning business was something else to raise our income, essentially. Mm. Um, He had brought the business to me, and I'm like, that doesn't make sense. Never heard of it. Never spoke about having a business. Why would we do that? All Mm. those questions. Um, And so once he got more information, that's when we got started about six years ago now, or November will be seven years. So we got started while paying off debt, mm-hmm. while working on nine to fives with the cleaning business. Wow. So yeah. 114K in debt. How did that happen? How long did it take to compile that much debt? Ooh, to compile? I don't know. To pay off took 20, <laughs> 23 months. Okay. But to uh, what it consisted of was I went to graduate school, so I had a private student loan. Mm. He had undergrad loans. We had a new car when we moved to Dallas, and then some credit card. Wow. So that's what it consisted of. So I guess how long it took if you start counting from undergrad. Yeah, but when we got married, we com- we combined our finances. Right? A lot of people talk about, you know, oh, I want to have separate finances, separate bank accounts. Mm-hmm. When we got married, we believed that we should combine everything. Mm. So her debt and my debt, we just combined it. And we realized that we had $114,000 of debt as a family, as a newlywed couple. Jeez. And we were like, let's let's try to figure this out. How are we going to exactly. proceed from here? Yeah. And honestly, that's probably a common issue if you're going to college. Yeah. Yes. 
Absolutely. And the fact that you paid it off in two years, that's the uncommon part. I feel like most people have debt for 10, 20 years if they're going to college. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that was, I mean, that's the standard. It's kind of like, what's the reason? Why are we rushing to pay this off? That's Mm -hmm. what it was. But then after we started, it became like a game. It's like, okay, we can do this. We can pay it off. And so the goal was to pay it off on my uh, 30th birthday. And we did that. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, Because the interest is probably high on those, right? Student loans. Yeah, absolutely. At this point, we've paid it off in a... 2018, 2017. So nice. it's far gone out of our heads now. <laughs> what do you guys do to celebrate that day? Um, we press the button together. We, <laughs> yeah, we literally press the button together on the computer. Pop champagne. Let's went, go. Went to Houston to celebrate uh, my 30th birthday with family and friends, and then in May we went to Maldives and Dubai. Damn. We did like a debt payoff and celebrating our wedding anniversary in one. Wow. You would think that was, once uh, you pay it off, it's like going to be this. <laughs> We went. We obviously traveled, but once you yeah. hit that button, you hit submit. There's no confetti like, huh. that comes out. <laughs> there's no like, oh my god, like the the debt freedom people don't come and help you out. They're like, no, you press the button and says submit. Then it takes a few days of process, yeah. and you waiting. You're trying to anticipate it, and the next thing you know, it says you got the email saying, mm-hmm. you know, you have paid off your student loans, and you press that button, and that's pretty much it. But we didn't really celebrate until we went to Houston and did our own thing. Shout out to the Science of Scaling podcast hosted by Mark Roberge. It's brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. Each week, Mark, founding CRO at HubSpot CRO and senior lecturer at Harvard Business School, interviews some of the most successful sales leaders in tech to learn the secrets, strategies, and tactics to scaling company growth. We recently had on the head of sales from OpenAI, and that was a very interesting episode on the future of AI. Listen to the science of scaling wherever you get your podcast today. Nice. And you guys haven't been in debt since, so congrats. Yeah. yeah. And the business has grown tremendously. I want to talk about the first year, what that was like, because you were still working your nine to fives the first year, right? And I'm still working my nine to fives. Oh, you still are? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> we got to get we'll into talk that. About that. Yeah. He's gone, but I'm still there. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, first year, walk me through that. You're learning a bunch. You probably made a ton of mistakes. What was that like? Mm-hmm. So revenue first year, I think was about 75,000. Our first year, it was a learning curve. I think at month eight, we were like, should we do this? Is it worth it? You know, we don't need it. We have mm-hmm. our jobs. We are high income earners, just two of us, no kids. So those were the things that we were discussing during that time. But it was just a learning about what marketing really is and what the business really entails and how, you know, they say the customer is always right. And are they really? And how do you handle that? Mm. And then learning our strengths and weaknesses, right, for the business. So he was in IT, so he would handle the back end. I'm a mental health therapist, so I would handle the clients that aren't so happy and the people that we were working mm. with. Um, so that was another thing that we had to learn during that time because this was our first business ever. Mm-hmm. We didn't have any business schooling or anything. So right. that was part of, part of the learning process. So was it profitable the first year pretty much? Yeah. Yeah, it was profitable. We nice. weren't tracking it as well as we should have been. <laughs> it <Yeah>. was profitable. <laughs> we didn't get an accountant to really look over the P&Ls, probably till like year two. Yeah. That's what I did. I mean, they don't yeah. teach you that, mm-hmm. to be honest. So you're just doing it, and then you're like, oh, what are taxes? That uh-huh. first yeah. year? You know what I mean? Oh, that was a big one that got a sales tax. We oh, didn't know yeah. we had to charge that. Sales tax is high. <laughs> but we, what we did was we were following the Profit First model by like Mike Michalowicz as a book, and it just literally tells you how to manage your business finances as a first-time um, business owner, essentially. Yeah. So we were just taking out a small percentage for taxes, about 15% for taxes, about 10% for, like, owners drawing, stuff like that, so that by the time tax season came around, we already had some of this stuff saved. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. how we were managing our finances at the very beginning of our business. We didn't really know what to do, but we this book kind of helped us out. Right. Yeah. 75K, first year is pretty impressive. Was that all word of mouth, or were you running paid ads? 
We were doing paid ads okay. from, the, from the very beginning. From the very beginning. Got it. Because the way we run our business is not like the typical mom and pop shop. So we realized that if we could take an outdated industry, I know everyone's talking about like the Cody Sanchez's and stuff like that, but 2017, this really wasn't a thing owning a, a residential cleaning business, a remote, a, a remote cleaning business. Yeah. So we said we could take a outdated mom and pop industry and add some technology to it. We could beat the competition from day one. Right. So instead of us going out and doing the cleanings, we were working with mom and pop shops who were independent contractors. And we would send them to do the cleanings. Mm. And we would manage the back end, the marketing, the advertisement, the customer service, the emails, everything like wow. that, and the workflow. And they would just guard and clean. And we would do the other percentage of the job. Interesting. Yeah. So you were like drop shipping cleaning almost. Yeah, that was somebody called <laughs> yeah. it that. And I was like, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Now <laughs> a lot of people are doing it where they're like, you have the Ubers, the Airbnb, the Lyfts. They, they run the same business model right. where they're just sending people out to do the work and you know, you're managing the actual business side of it. So it is wow. kind of drop shipping cleaning. Yeah. yeah, when I pictured this, I thought it was you two on the floor scrubbing, but you're literally <laughs> out. So when he brought it, I thought that too. And that's why I said no. <laughs> right. I was like, no way. <laughs> that's how I bought it. So she was like, hell no, we're not. I was like, why would we do that? Like we have a so we have high paying jobs. Why would we go out and clean homes? And yeah. she, once I explained the business model, which is the same reaction you had, it's like, oh, okay, we don't have to clean. We'll work with mom and pop shops who have none of that. And they mm. just they and some of the people that we work with here. They already been cleaning for 15 years. Mm -hmm. They don't have a website. They don't have any digital marketing, advertising, customer service. And all they really do is just cleaning. And that's what they enjoy. Wow. So we said if we could find people like that who don't want to do anything else but clean, we could run our business that way. And that's yeah. how we've been doing it for seven years now. That's yeah. sick. So are you doing this just in Dallas or everywhere? We are just in Dallas. We okay. have students in 42 states. But our, our business, because we still own our cleaning business, is just in Dallas. Wow. Yeah. 42 states. You guys yeah. are it with the teaching side, too. Yeah. 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 We didn't recognize that. We didn't start teaching until a couple of years ago. We were already three, three, four, four years. years into business. Mm -hmm. So we realized that people wanted this information. And then we saw other people talking about it. I was like, wait, no, we've been doing this already yeah. for four years. <laughs> How about we talk about yeah. this too? Yeah. So the more we talked about it, the more people got interested in it. And we said, okay, there is a component of this where people do want to know about it. We just weren't explaining it the way, you know, I thought we were. Yeah, because mm. we were only, we were talking about the debt freedom story online. Right. On social media, that's what we were known for initially. Until he was like, I think people want to know about the clean. I'm like, why would they want to know about the clean? <laughs> Once again, I'm just like questioning him. Like, why would they want to know about it? But he was completely right. Um, and so now most people know us for that. They don't nice. even know we have a debt-free story or anything like that, but just the cleaning, the cleaning part of it. Wow, my man's a visionary out here. He well, absolutely even, is. Right? He absolutely is. I'll give even it to when him. We were Good Morning America, it was like the whole story was three minutes, but the last 15 seconds, they said, oh, yeah, they own this cleaning business. <laughs> yeah. And it was the whole story was about the debt freedom journey. Mm -hmm. And it was like, wait, 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 what's that 15 seconds? People want to know more about that. And that's the part of the story that kind of took off. People started asking questions about. Yeah. Nice. Mm -hmm. And from there, you got into the teaching side, right? Because yeah. at that point, the business has done hundreds of thousands. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you were able to go out there and teach. And it's such a specific thing that there's not many people that could teach it. Mm -hmm. Right. Because you guys did it for four years. Mm -hmm. I feel like anyone else teaching it doesn't have the experience you guys did. Yeah. You, you sound like him. He says that. And I'm like, people, <laughs> in this day and age, people don't, don't feel they need experience. They just jumped in. Oh, I, I hate when I see courses about like people that don't actually do it. Yeah. Like that pisses me off, actually. Yeah, that was the first thing that I was worried about, too, is like once we start telling this stuff, everyone is teaching something. But it was like we, we felt like we had the experience because we were doing it for four years before we even started teaching it. And we had our own experience teaching people, you know, what they've been able to accomplish. And now mm -hmm. our students have gone on and do, done, what, $13 million, opened up businesses in 42 plus states, and they've done like 50,000 cleanings. Wow. And we recognized that. We was like, okay, there is something here. Let's yeah. focus on this part of the story. Let's help create a greater impact. Yeah, and not many people look like us or just even have our story mm. as well. So I think that helps. That puts a twist to it 
We're a couple. We're from Brooklyn, New York. Yeah. All those things. So Plus, you yeah. came from that much debt. I mean, yeah. that's a crazy story. <laughs> it's like almost inspiring a lot of people, I feel like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to finding the, cl- the actual cleaners, mm-hmm. are you just calling them, emailing them? Do you have a system for that? So multiple ways, the same place that you kind of look for a job is where we would look. So like Indeed, ZipRecruiter, even Craigslist is the place that we would look. We also like to do a lot of referrals when it comes to that. So if we hire someone asking them, do they have family and friends that would want to be part of the process? Right. And we do an extensive process of background check. We, you know, they, they have to have their own cleaning supplies. They have to have their own car, that type of stuff, because they are a contractor. So they operate as themselves. Mm. They also have their own insurance. So those type of things we have in place with the people that we work with yeah it's a good business because i feel like people always need cleaning it's kind of recession proof as long as there's a house or a building yeah people we realized that during the pandemic a lot of business that's that's when we started really focusing on the teaching side of it because a lot of businesses went down during the pandemic right but we saw a huge spike uh during the pandemic everyone wanted their homes clean they became germaphobes It was a, a brand new thing, and it was yeah. like, okay, this industry is uh, pandemic proof, right? There's a pandemic that's happening. Mm-hmm. Cleaning was identified in Dallas as uh, essential, essential workers. workers. Yeah. We said, oh, we can still operate our cleaning business. They can still go out and clean. We can run our business from our home, mm-hmm. and we can still make money. And that's when we said, okay, this is really something that we need to be that sharing. We share. That we yeah. can share a lot more. Nice. Of. A lot of people lost money during, but you guys were actually. Yeah, it. yeah. That's cool. We went. Uh, our revenue. The pandemic happened in March. in Dallas in March. Mm-hmm. The first month, no one knew what the hell was happening. Yeah. April, we said, okay, we see the business going down. By May, our revenue jumped back right back to normal. While other businesses were closed, we said, okay, we're essential. We were, and then the thing about it in Dallas was they were like flagging people on the road. The cops are looking for people who were driving to find out why they were on the road. <laughs> so we were essential. Like we're essential workers. We have a cleaning business. Here's our branding. Here's our licensing and stuff like that. And yeah. We were able to continue operating our business. Wow. And the, the good thing that. with the model is that we can always turn it on and off, right? Because right. we don't have employees. We have contractors. So mm. with the marketing, during that time, we're like, let's turn it down, you know, because no one's booking our services. So we can always just turn it down. So you're not like just losing money. Yeah. As opposed to if it was a different model, then you would be in that stuck place. Like, okay, what do I do now? That makes sense. Because you, know? you got employees. They, they got to get paid regardless if you yeah, make money or, whatever or not. you decide to yeah. do them. That's why businesses were shutting down because employees still had to be paid yeah. and they're not even you're working not for money. lockdown yeah, as well, like six months. They don't work. They don't get paid. Yeah, that's cool. So you're a mental health therapist, you said? Yeah. And you decided to keep that job? Yes. <laughs> so you must really like it. <laughs> so with, with my full-time job, I kind of work on the insurance side of mental health. I don't do one-on-one therapy as much as I used to in the past. Mm. Um, once we had our baby, I, had, I let that part go for a bit because it's it's taxing right. to hear everybody. <laughs> Everyone's it's traumas. Just, yeah, yeah, it's taxing. Um, not to say I won't ever get back into that, but yeah, I still have my job. You're going to ask me why. I don't have a straight answer. Um, at first, it was like identity. Like, okay, I went, I got my master's for this. I had tons of debt for this. This right. is part of my life. Um, now, it's probably just being scared, which was the same thing for when he left as well. Mm. So. I'm not to say that I'm obsessed with it, that I must stay, or I'm not one that, like, I need this as well. Because um, at some point, I do want to let it go and just work if I want to. I feel that. You know? Yeah, it is a safety net, right? It Having is. that insurance yeah. and, yeah. you know, money's coming in every two weeks or whatever. Exactly. Exactly. And a yeah. lot of first-time <laughs> entrepreneurs, we've if you go on our page, we never tell people to just quit their jobs. Right. right. It took us. We had our business now almost, what, eight years now. Mm-hmm. I just left my job in 2021. Oh, so six yeah. years in. Yeah. yeah. And we still, we were making $50,000 in our cleaning business a month. So we were like, I was still afraid. 
Mm-hmm. We were on Good Morning America, and it was on in the office. And my <laughs> team was like, why are you still here? Mm-hmm. They were seeing our stories on podcasts. They, were, they knew our numbers. Yeah. My boss even came to me and was like, do you still want to be here? And it's like, <laughs> we don't ever tell anyone just to jump ship. We want to make right. sure we have our ducks in a row. Like Before I left, we had made sure we had an emergency fund. We made sure we were ready to go. We made sure we did this. We did that. So I think it's just one of those things we don't ever tell people to just jump ship. And we yeah. always want to we want to follow our own advice as well. Right. So. And and having our nine to five allowed us to do certain things, mm-hmm. right? It allowed us to the cleaner business to be supplemental and not mm-hmm. just relying on it. So I can operate differently if it's a business that's helping me and not just the only thing I need. Yeah. Right. And so eventually that helps me to put marketing dollars in. That helps me to do other things until it's are you interested in coming on the Digital Social Hour podcast as a guest? We'll click the application link below in the description of this video. We are always looking for cool stories, cool entrepreneurs to talk to about business and life. Click the application link below and here's the episode, guys. Sustainable on its own and now I feel comfortable for it to run on its own. And it's funny, people ask that. I'm like, well, your comfortability and mine is different, right? Mm-hmm. You have different things going on. So I, I can't tell you what exactly you need. Yeah. But for us, this is this is what it looks like. So Wow. Um, it's so crazy that 50K a month is possible in just one city, too, with cleaning. Yeah. Yeah. That's oh, nice. absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we know competitors that are doing way more. Like really? Six, yeah, six figures and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Damn. That's yeah. insane. Just off cleaning. Because I feel like the margins are pretty high with cleaning. Yeah. Because it's and just your time. And exactly. So when you're doing, when you're, so let's say we were just out doing the jobs ourselves. Mm-hmm. Outside of the marketing, that would be, it would be our time. So we'd be able to keep all of that money. Right. So when we're running our business and you see other people like um, one of our competitors, he's been doing this for like 20 years. Mm-hmm. He's, he hits us up. He's like, I see you guys, your name and branding is at the top of Google and stuff like that. Nice. And he was like, I wish I would have focused on that day one. Mm. Those are the things that people have been in the industry 20 years. They're not focused on SEO. No. They're not focusing on Yelp ads, Google <laughs> no. ads, Google local services, you know, marketing emails things like that so we're able to come into the industry and provide that so that's why we're able to focus on just dallas and if we said all right you want to go on a market to other areas we could absolutely do that but i think with the teaching component our time has just been so yeah, limited that's yeah. the, thing. <laughs> the way the way that we want to run our business right so like you may ask can you hit six, six figures in this business yeah but what does that consist of mm. like for my time for people that i have to hire for me having freedom of not speaking to you and my right. business running on my own like, what does that consist of? And so we've learned that as well. Because at times we were comparing ourselves, like, why don't we have more? And it's like, eh, I don't really want more. Be careful <laughs> what you wish for. Yeah. Because you don't know what that's going to look like. Absolutely. Or are you ready for it? Yeah. Can you handle it? When you're teaching this, how much money are you recommend people to start off with to start a business like this? Good we're question. telling them about 1500 That's it? Yeah. yeah. Damn. And we're talking 1500 to get your LLC, get a bank account, and you even have marketing spending money. Yeah. Um, because all of it doesn't happen at the same time as well, right? right? So, you know, LLC and stuff that can take a week or two, um, going on to market and your website, that type of stuff, it's a transition. So it may take a month to two months to spend that. It's not like you start and you just give 1500 mm-hmm. Um, The more, the better, of course, because the way that this goes is the more marketing dollars you can put in, the more eyes, the more customers see you, more people will book you. Right. Because um, we do everything online, right? So if we don't do anything in the field, like we don't go door to door, we don't do any of that. Mm. Um, because we were in Dallas and we didn't know anybody. So who are we going to? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Door to door for cleaning. It's, it's a bit weird. I mean, it might work. I don't know. It might yeah. work. I mean, you know, there's other things that if you know people, that's a place to start, right? Yeah. Family and friends. But how long is that sustainable? Right. So uh, marketing in places like Yelp. Google, those type of places yeah. where people are looking for cleaning services. Yeah, Google's great because it's so targeted. Yeah. I love Google. I just started running <laughs> those, actually. Yeah, yeah, and we tell people, like, where are you going to look for a cleaner at? Where are you going to look for any local service? It's yeah. normally going to be Google or Yelp for the most part. Yeah, maybe sure. Thumbtack. 
fucking thumbtack, something like yeah. that. So why not put most of your energy into the places where you know your customers are already looking yeah. versus trying to do these other platforms? Yeah. So you could like some of our students, they have experience doing like cold calling and stuff like that, which is totally fine. We don't have any experience doing cold calling. We We're not going to tell you to do something <laughs> we've never done. Yeah. Right? So that's how we teach. We tell you, yeah. use your experiences. If you have a nine to five, you're in marketing or you're in sales or use your experience that you already have that you're already doing yeah. and to expand your business even further. I want to hear that cold calling script for cleaning, man. That's so funny. I mean, so, this? so for example, um, if I was doing cold calling, I would probably call residential complexes in, in Dallas, Texas. Yeah. I want to talk to their their front desk, what the front concierge, front, mm. whatever their front desk person is, and ask them, hey, are you in the market for a new cleaner? Okay. Are you satisfied with your cleaning service? And maybe some people want to do a drop-in. I know some people might bring some cookies to the front desk or something like that. It's Old kinda, school, yeah. yeah. Yeah, something like that. And some restaurants have done that, and it has worked. That it's makes just sense. not something that we've done yeah, on a commercial level, that makes sense. Yeah. I was thinking more residential. Like, oh, no. I call it a random person's home. <laughs> uh -uh. The funny thing was, we did try it one day. We didn't cold call, though. We, we tried knocking on It was oh, 90, it's 95 degrees. He's like, <laughs> he's like dressing a button down. And we're putting um, flyers under doors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got nothing from it after an hour of that. We're like, we're never doing this. We're never doing but this we're like, let's try it. So we're new in the business. We don't yeah. know. This let's is seven years it. ago, yeah. I've never been closed on a on a door of sales, ever. Yeah. Most people in this day and age, I don't think will be. So, it's a tough yeah. sell. I mean, yeah. so right now we just had um we just had storms in Texas and the roofers they were doing door and they're <laughs> it because every single neighbor in our and neighbor in our area is getting their roofs done by the okay. same company. So something like that that makes sense. It creates yeah. FOMO. It's yeah. like, wait, why are they on their roof and their roof and they're, now you thinking like, something's wrong with your mine? roof? <laughs> yeah. And that's also a good offer because the insurance is covering it. Exactly. So they're not even spending any money. Exactly. Right. Um, <laughs> I want to talk about balancing dating and business because mm. you guys are. It, a lot of couples struggle, you know, balancing the two. Yeah. yeah. What's been your experience there? What's our experience there? Um, <laughs> I don't think my first thing I always say is I don't think every couple should be in business together. Right. And, and that's not being rude. That's just like you have to know your strengths and weaknesses of how it works because it can consume you. We are very vocal on, you know, this is too much. Shut it off. We're not doing it. Mm. And being respectful of each other, not getting an attitude about that. Right. So we're very vocal in that. We've also known each other for about 20 plus years. Oh, wow. I don't know. We haven't said that probably. We've known each other for a really long time. Yeah. Um, so that probably helps the situation. Um, but I spoke about the strengths and weaknesses that we have. And so focusing on that has been very helpful for us. I know what you can handle. I know what you handle. And let's just focus on that. We can get back together. Right. One last thing we do is we have family meetings. And that's important. That can go over everything from mm. spirituality to family to business to everything of checking the temperature to see how things are going, what's not working, what can we change, who will we eliminate, whatever. So nice. those would be my few things. Family yeah. meetings. How often are those? That sounds cool. So when we were paying off the debt, they were like once a week. Wow. And then they like fluctuated out. We brought it back again this year. We're like adamant about it to once a month. Uh, but we both work from home and we're like constantly talking to each other. So you can <laughs> yeah. say things are happening day to day. But when we actually like sit down, baby's away, dogs, no TV on, it's mm -hmm. once a month at this point. That's great advice because I've seen where couples get into business together, it ruins the relationship, yeah. honestly. So it, it's a it's a balance, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, just like when a kid comes to, come, not comparing our business to a kid, but <laughs> but it is kind mm -hmm. of the same thing because that dynamic can change the, the balance of the family. You got a brand new business or a brand new baby, a brand new entity that entered the family that wasn't there before. Yeah. Now it's like, how do you guys manage that relationship with that new individual, that new entity and yourselves? Right. So even outside of our daughters, like we still got to have our date nights, right? right? We got to focus on ourselves. All right. We still got to have date nights outside of our business. Cause if we don't, and we go to the business meeting and we're just talking about business all the time, that creates a, 
a rift between us, it's us two. Facts, so if the dude. business is going bad, the relationship is going bad. It was oh, like, yeah. we got to be able to separate the two. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. That used to happen to me because even on date nights, I would just talk business the whole time. I'm yeah. the same way. Yeah. So he will go for it. I'm the one stopping it, by the way. If anybody needs to know, it's me stopping it. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, but, yeah. Tony, not tonight, no yeah, business. Yeah. And it's like, all right, I shut it off. We're done. I'm focused on the relationship again. It took me a while to get out of that. Yeah. My girl would give me a kick under the table. Yeah. I just go on and on, man. I get so excited about yeah. business. Yeah. yeah. But it happens, especially at the beginning with the business when we were the only ones answering the phone doing things if we got an angry customer oh, it would yeah. ruin our night it was one time we remember it was valentine's day and we're like oh, pissed man. because this person's <laughs> like i'm gonna leave a bad review you know people just go on and we're like listen we gotta go out let's just go out it's valentine's day let's just go out. and that's yeah. what we did so we're very intentional about it really of knowing when it's becoming too consuming we need to stop it here. And he's like, well, business doesn't stop. I'm like, yes, it does. And this house is stopping. And yeah. it's stopping right now. We're about to watch some housewives. Like, it's stopping right now. <laughs> uh, um, so that's important. That I think just sense. being intentional about it as well. Yeah. Reviews must be brutal, right? Because oh, yeah. people yeah. are strict, especially with restaurants. And cleaning, probably even stricter. Oh, it's even yeah. worse. Because clean, if you go to a restaurant, you're probably not going to leave, leave a bad review. If things didn't go 100%, you're probably like, all right, cool. I'll just never go back. Right. In my house. And you're in my house. You're in my sanctuary. This is my private area. And something didn't go to your liking. You're going to be pissed off. And yeah, you yeah. paid a premium. And you paid a premium luxury. for that service. It's not like a, I don't know, another service, right? You're paying a premium for this. You normally expect premium service. Yep. So some of the things we try to use to make sure we get in front of getting bad reviews is, number one, it, the review doesn't happen at the point of the cleaning. It happens but when it gets to your website. Mm. So now they are on our website. They see we're a premium service. Now they're, they're probably calling us, right? So making that experience the same amongst everyone. So now it's like, all right, who am I speaking to? What can I provide? How can we help you? But then also setting expectations. Mm-hmm. So we tell you what time we're going to be there. Another thing we do is we give you arrival windows. Mm. So it's like if we say we're going to be there between 8 to 10 a.m., we're going to make sure we're there between 8 to 10 a.m. Just like you know, the cable guy gives you 8 to like noon, we yeah. say we're going to do a two-hour arrival window. Our goal is to get there within that arrival window every single time. And if we can't get there, we will give you a discount or we'll call you and let you know in advance. Mm-hmm. Setting expectations. We let you know after the cleaning, we're going to call you to make sure you're satisfied. Our cleaner is going to do a walkthrough, make sure you're satisfied. And then also, once we get them on the phone, we want to find out, are you satisfied? Were you good? Mm-hmm. Are you happy? We call every single we call client. Every Damn. single client. Every client? Our every team does, our yeah. Team, not our, wow. our team, our <laughs> when team we started, every single the team client. was us. <laughs> So we want to find out if you were satisfied. If you were not satisfied, we have a 100% satisfaction guarantee. We'll send the team back out. We try to get them before they could go on any platforms to, yeah. to bash us or anything. Nice. It doesn't work 100% of the time. <laughs> I'm not because even going to lie to you. In this, I mean, I'm a therapist, so I know that people can be people. But yeah. really, in this <laughs> field or in this business, it's like, okay, some people you just cannot reason with. No right. matter yeah. what. You can't avoid the review. It is what it is. You could have done everything right. You could have done one thing one little thing, and it just it is what it is. So you just gotta stand by your policies you have in place and kind of take the L and understand that you're gonna get it. Happens, yeah. it happens. I've gone through like so. five clean ladies out here. Yeah. yeah, it's tough finding good ones. <laughs> That's yes. what people say. Yeah, yes. I think they're so gassed because they're cleaning all day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like. They're not yeah. putting in 100% effort on your specific house because right. they got to clean four more after, right. you know what I mean? And that's the thing. It's a difference when you hire a person versus a company. That's what we tell people all the time because they're like, oh, this is a bit pricier. We are pricier than if you're hiring a person because then a person, if they don't show up, who are you going to? You right. find another one. A person, if they steal from you, who are you going to? Hopefully you find them. You don't know. <laughs> um, but a company, you know, it can be a different person. If this person didn't do well, and then we can keep the same person with you if you're available, yeah. those type of things. So it is different um, compared to an individual. That makes working, sense. Working with a company. Uh, what are you guys currently working on now, and what's next for this year and next year? 
oh, just we're always trying to do bigger. And also just with the cleaning business, we're like, okay, how can we continue profit as well? Like, how do we make sure our profit margins are well? That's something that we focus on in team building. It's something that we focused on. Once we um, had our daughter, we finally put like a manager in place. Mm -hmm. Prior to that, it was just us for five years. Wow. Managing. We did have VAs, but it was just us managing. So growing our team is important. Impacting more uh, students Mm -hmm. in different ways. Figuring that out as well. That journey for our student um, is important for us this year. Yeah. So we've hired, when we first started, it was just us. So now we have an operations manager. She, this is why we could do sit here and do a podcast because she's running the business for us full time. Yeah, uh, she has a customer service agent. She has a customer service manager, so she has a full team under her. Nice. Um, so that's and we've also expanded to another um, another area and, and a subsidy of of Dallas as well. Mm-hmm. So thinking about if we want to keep that expansion model going, what that looks like for us, mm-hmm. uh, we've also dove in 100 percent into the education model because it's a lot. You could impact a lot more people across the world than just in Dallas, Texas, yep. obviously. Mm-hmm. So I'm focused on the education model. We've done, um, we've brought some team members in house from. We also we used to also own a virtual assistant business for cleaning business owners, yeah. but we decided to take that business and bring it 100 percent into our education side. So now they're supporting our um, our students on the emails, on the customer support. We have a community of over what 250 students now in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've serviced over 2,000 students. So. Focusing on the education side, that's my that's my role, that's my job, that's my day to day. Making sure they're seeing success, making sure they're seeing results, and uh, continuing to just grow our own cleaning business. I love that. Yeah, I think that's the right move because with education, you could scale not yeah. even just countrywide but worldwide. Exactly. You know what I mean? We've got our first student, not our first, our second student just launched in UK. Nice. Uh, in two weeks, he was like, "Hey, I don't. This is working in the UK." He was like, "Well, <laughs> not really sure, but I'm yeah. sure if they have cleaners there, we can figure it out." Yeah. And then two weeks later, he said, hey, I got my first cleaner. And we're waiting for the next update. Hey, I got my first uh, client now. Nice. So uh, we got a f- couple UK students. We got some people in Canada. Canada. Mm-hmm. He, we was on Instagram Live, and him and his wife joined. He's like, hey, I'm looking into this model. And he came back. I was like, I got my first client. got my first cleaner. Thank you, wow. guys. So um, awesome. definitely expanding worldwide at this point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Where can people find you guys more about the course and business? So people can find us, our course and business at cleaningbusinessuniversity.com. Um, we also, uh, the heartimony.com is where you can find us on YouTube or on Instagram. And that's the H-A-R-T-R-I-M-O-N-Y.com. Anything else I missed? Uh, I would say we also have a podcast so we teach people how to start um, remote cleaning businesses. Also, just about entrepreneurship in, gen- in general. That's more than a side hustle podcast. And that's just us sharing our story, what we've learned about business, entrepreneurship, relationships, and life. Yep. Love it. We'll link it all in the in the video below. Thanks so much for coming on, guys. Right, no thank problem. you for having thank us. You for having yeah. Us. Thanks for watching as always. See you tomorrow.